Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. But there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. friends and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy, the second with Service of Change. Tonight's show, the Central Intelligence Agency, their cyber hacking division, has been compromised. The information in this latest WikiLeaks data dump, over 7,000 pages, is absolutely incredible. We're going to get into some of that and what that means and how it ties into the most recent political election, what that means for the world, what that means for us, and how it ties into some of the shows and the content we've talked about in the past few weeks. A lot of dots potentially being connected here. It's amazing that this is playing out right in front of our faces are you aware? Are you seeing what's going on here? Really uh, looking forward to jumping into this subject. Before I do that, I'm going to jump into some of the stories that came across my news feed this week. The stories I've selected, they, they tie into some of the crazy stuff that I've been getting, getting into. And sometimes, I, you know, the last two weeks, I feel like if you've ever seen the movie Men in Black in the beginning, he says, we're going to go check the hot sheets. And he goes and he pulls the old tabloids and he starts going through it because that's where he was finding his intel. Some of these stories read like that. But there's a pattern that I'm starting to see that ties into some of the things that are coming out in a variety of mediums to include sometimes in the mainstream. And it all ties in if you've been listening to my shows. So I'm going to start off by one. My brother actually sent this one to me uh, just today. This was dated uh, three days ago. Today is March 8th. So this would have come out on the 5th from UFOholic.com. Giant floating alien entity takes the world by surprise. An extremely unusual apparition has left Zambian people in a state of shock and disbelief. This gigantic humanoid was spotted floating menacingly over a shopping mall in Kitwe, Zambia's largest city. With a population of over half a million, you can be sure the strange alien being was witnessed by many pairs of eyes. Panic immediately ensued with hundreds of locals running away in fear. Others were more spiritually inclined, so they immediately started worshipping the alien entity as if it were an act of God. Right there, I think that's very telling because we don't know what this thing is. There's a good, I mean, when you look at the picture of this thing, uh, and there is a picture online, I'll have it in the show notes, 
and it mentions this in the article also. If you've ever seen Harry Potter, it looks like a Dementor. It looks exactly like a 300-foot-long Dementor over a shopping center. But it's scary, the reactions of people, because you have the panic, and you got the people worshipping it as a god without knowing what it really is. So that should tell us something about society. If something like this was to ever happen for real... I suspect that it's some kind of hologram technology. We know that stuff exists. What's scary about it is I I covered it in the WikiLeaks show about the Podesta emails and and UFO disclosure is Project Bluebeam, where there's talk of a staged alien invasion using this type of technology. Well, we now know this technology is out there. Here's an example that it could have been in place. I don't really think that this was some sort of alien that was out there. That's just my opinion. I do think somebody used it. Maybe there's a deeper story. I haven't done any further research on this one, but if you want to look into it and and share that in the comments, in the show notes, on the Facebook feed, wherever, uh, if you want to do some digging on this, maybe it's a promotion to some kind of movie that's coming out. You know, that's the kind of things we're starting to see nowadays. Maybe that's all that it is, and it got people's attention. I don't know. My point is, this technology exists. It's out there. So we need to be cautious if we happen to see something like this before we hit the panic button. What I'm going to say is go to the source of it and find the projector. See what the root cause of this is before you panic. Get pictures, get video, but try and find out what's causing this to be uh, appearing up there in the sky. So more at that uh, at the show notes at serviceofchange.com. All right, here's another one. This comes to us from mirror.co.uk. I'm sure there's other articles. This is the first one that I came across. A bizarre megaship has, quote, megaship has allegedly been captured by an international space station camera before NASA reportedly dims the feed. This is interesting. Now, it says, it states, conspiracy theorists are claiming NASA may have adjusted the image to make the strange object disappear. So you're looking at the feed from the International Space Station, and there's something big up there, and then it either disappears or the feed was dimmed. There's some strange lights that are in the sky. I don't know what it is. I'll have the link in the show notes. You can check it out. Um, is it a UFO? Is it some sort of classified vehicle? The thing's gigantic. Check it out. NASA continually, we, we see these videos that are up there on YouTube of some kind of craft appears, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh. There's a problem with the feed and it goes down. And it happens time and time again. What's going on in our skies? We know that they're talking about the weaponization of space and arming satellites and things of that nature. So maybe it's just some form of classified government project that's up there. And whenever uh, they have a launch or they're putting something into place, they dim the feed and say technical difficulties. And then they allow the conspiracy theorists to say that it's aliens because, hey, what a great disinformation campaign. Could be anything. It really could be anything, but it definitely seems like there's something up there. So what's going on in the skies? Check that link out when you get a chance. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, one more weird thing in the sky. This comes from, again, express.co.uk. Weaponized black hole. Texas town terrorized portal opens over secret army research base. A bizarre and sinister looking, this is from uh, March 7th, 2017. A bizarre and sinister looking perfect perfect black cube has terrified residents of a Texas town after it appeared in the skies above White Sands, the USA's most secret military installation. Can't be that secret if we know where it is. Terrifying black cube was snapped over El Paso on the Texas border just a few miles from White Sands, the infamous U.S. military testing site where the world's first atomic bomb was detonated. 
Almost all the experimental weapons research carried out by the White Sands is highly classified. The results of the cutting-edge research only become public decades later. The famous Roswell UFO site where aliens are reported to have crash-landed on Earth is also just a few miles away from El Paso over the border of New Mexico. All right, so there's some history there. Could be, uh, you know, near the Roswell crash, could be some government technology. What's interesting, the picture's pretty cool if you take a look at it. What's interesting, though, is it's a black cube, and I know the black cube has some symbolic connections to the Saturn matrix. David Icke does a great breakdown of the symbol of the cube and what that means and how it represents Saturn and ties into 666. Really neat stuff if you check that out uh, online. I'll see if I can find it put in the show notes, but if not, check out some of David Icke's stuff on Saturn symbolism, and it'll bring you back to the cube. There's also the cube, uh, and he goes over all the places that the cube appears in, in movies in Hollywood. For example, the Borg in the Star Trek movie traveled in a cube uh, craft. The in Mecca, when the the, uh, the Muslim people make their pilgrimage, I think it's called a Hajj, to Mecca, it's to see a black cube, which I believe they say is a, is a meteorite that came down, but it's a black cube that they're looking at. So this is an eerie thing that appeared. Take a look at it in the sky. It does look like a perfect cube up there. Um, what is it? I have absolutely no idea. This one, I don't know that it looks like anything out of Project Bluebeam. It looks like some form of some form of actual physical technology. And there's uh, different camera views of it that you can take a look at. But interesting. So what's, what is going on in the skies? It seems like there's something up there. I'm not hitting the panic button and say it's an alien invasion. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's some form of technology that it's just not fully public at this point in time yet. Okay, kept it short with the uh, with the news stories this week because while our main story is a news story, it's politics. I hate talking about politics, but this ties in the right now what's being labeled as conspiracy theorists, and it ties into one of uh, I guess right now the world's biggest conspiracy theorists is Donald Trump. Really interesting stuff. The way these things are playing out. Um, it, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Trump. I, I never have been. I, I wasn't a fan of Clinton. I was not a fan of this election. I'm not ashamed to admit that I did not vote because I refused to be another uh, participant in what I think is a rigged system. So that was my protest. I, I don't think we can use the system to fix the system. So I'm going to read an article. Before I jump into this CIA data dump, this was at 6.59 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, March 5th, 2017. This is from CNN.com, CNN Politics. Here's the heading. Trump's baseless wiretap claim. So already we know CNN does not support Trump. And again, I'm not a Trump fan. I don't like a lot of the things he says. But I don't trust the media either. And here's a big reason why. Trump's baseless wiretap claim. Let's look into this. West Palm Beach, Florida, CNN. President Donald Trump made a stunning claim Saturday, alleging without offering evidence that his predecessor, Barack Obama, wiretapped his phones at Trump Tower ahead of the 2016 election. Quote, terrible, just found out that Obama had my, quote, wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. Trump tweeted early Saturday morning in one part of a six-tweet tirade that began just after 6.30 a.m. Next thing that Trump said... It is, illegal for, is it illegal for a sitting president to be wiretapping a race for president prior to an election turned down by a court earlier? A new low. The president went on to compare the alleged tapping of his phones to Watergate and called Obama bad or sick. 
How low has the pre- has president gone to tap my phones during the very sacred election process? This is Nixon slash Watergate. But the but two former senior U.S. officials officials quickly dismissed Trump's accusations out of hand. Just nonsense, said one former senior U.S. intelligence official. Another former senior U.S. official with direct knowledge of investigations by the Justice Department under the Obama administration said Trump's phones were never tapped. This did not happen. It is false. Wrong, the former official told CNN. Spokesman for Obama, Kevin Lewis, called any suggestion that Obama or any White House official ordered surveillance against Trump simply false. A cardinal rule of the Obama administration was that no White House official ever interfered with any independent investigation led by the Department of Justice, Lewis said in a statement early Saturday afternoon. As part of that practice, neither President Obama nor any White House official ever ordered surveillance on any U.S. citizen. Any suggestion otherwise is simply false. So they're claiming they never ordered an investigation like that on U.S. citizens. Former senior official with you with direct knowledge of the Justice Department's investigations, said Obama could not have ordered such a warrant. It would have been taken to a judge by investigators, but investigators never sought a warrant to monitor Trump's phones, the former official said. This article goes on and all their justifications and legal reasons why presidents can't order wiretaps. And that might be the saving grace here, is that Trump blamed Obama. But we're missing the point here. Here's an article that was released today from Barbara Starr, updated 7.08 p.m., Wednesday, March 8, 2017. Federal criminal probe being opened into WikiLeaks publication of CIA documents. Now, what's interesting about this article is that this came out a full day after this was released. Now, I was checking CNN all day long. I first found this story broke on Drudge Report. I don't know who listed it first, but I found it on Drudge about the WikiLeaks dump of these CIA documents that talk about just how they were spying, pretty much created a second NSA, and were spying on not only the rest of the world, but on U.S. citizens. Now, I don't know all the specifics yet. I haven't reviewed the specific documents. But this in and alone is concerning to me for, for multiple reasons. Number one, why didn't CNN have this up right away? This should have been breaking news on CNN as well. But what I'm seeing is that they're slanted. They're protecting this party line. Now, if you listen to last week's show, talking about Atlantis, Antarctica, David Wilcock... He talked about an alliance within the intelligence community that is rebelling against the establishment, the cabal, the Clintons, the Obamas, the Bushes, and beyond. He talked about this alliance that had a problem with them and was systematically dismantling them. He talked about this alliance and said, this alliance is the organization that leaked the information to WikiLeaks. I don't know if I got to that last week. But if you go back, listen to the show, find the links, you can listen to David Wilcox's explanation. But he said it was people within the United States intelligence community that actually fed these documents to WikiLeaks to expose the Clintons for what they were doing, to expose John Podesta for who he really was. And last week I was going, I don't know, this still sounds a little bit crazy. We need to see a little bit more intel coming out on this if some of his predictions are going to come true to verify this information. Now, I'm not saying everything he said is true yet, but WikiLeaks is claiming that this information 
came from, I don't know if it's either a contractor or a former intelligence officer within the agency or that had access to the CIA that has leaked this information about what the CIA is doing. So that's another corroborating piece from two totally different sources. And I'd say if CNN is covering it and they represent the mainstream, and I'd say the cabal, then there's got to be some truth behind it because they're saying that there was a leak on the inside. So I think we can call that one confirmed. Somebody leaked something. Is this a larger thing? Is this proof that there is, in fact, an alliance within the intelligence community that's trying to dismantle things? I don't know, but I got to tell you something. It makes Trump sound a little bit less crazy now. I think the man does sound nuts, but it may he may have been telling the truth here. Maybe it wasn't Obama himself who ordered the wiretap, but it was Obama's administration. These are people who were working. Obama was in charge, and this was happening under his leadership. And that, again, is concerning. So what does this most recent article say? A federal criminal investigation is being opened into WikiLeaks' publication of documents detailing alleged CIA hacking operations, several U.F. officials told CNN Wednesday. The officials said the FBI and CIA are coordinating reviews of the matter. The investigation is looking into how the documents came into WikiLeaks' possession and whether they might have been leaked by an employee or contractor. The CIA is also trying to determine if there are other unpublished documents WikiLeaks may have. CIA spokesman Ryan Trapini said the agency had no comment on the authenticity of purported intelligence documents released by WikiLeaks or on the status of any investigation into the source of the documents. But officials told CNN that the documents published so far are allegedly genuine, that they are not yet certain if all of them are and whether some of, them, some of the documents may have been altered. So they're checking to see if they are, in fact authentic and if they've been changed, you know, to skew the data. One of the biggest concerns for the federal government is if WikiLeaks publishes critical computer code on how operations are conducted, other hackers could take that code and cause havoc overseas. Now, when we get into the documents, one of the things WikiLeaks says is that they have not released that specific information right now. Right now, they're just releasing the fact that this exists and here's what they were doing with it. WikiLeaks did say they're trying to be responsible with it, I don't know what their full agenda is yet, but they said they don't want to release that information for that very reason, because once it's released, within seconds, it'll be in the hands of all these dangerous people around the world who could ultimately crash the system. So it sounds as if WikiLeaks is trying to handle this responsibly, but they're investigating it, making it look like, you know, this is a bad thing. The American public should be deeply troubled by any WikiLeaks disclosure designed to damage the intelligence community's ability to protect America against terrorists and other adversaries, Trapani said. Such disclosures not only jeopardize U.S. personnel and operations, but also equip our adversaries with tools and inf information to do us harm. Now, I agree. When you compromise classified information, you are putting U.S. lives at risk. I don't have access to classified information, so I don't know what's at risk. I know that the way WikiLeaks presented this information, though, I'm very concerned as a U.S. citizen. What these documents revealed, they call it Vault 7, CIA Hacking Tools Revealed. And I will have all these in the links to the show notes. Here's their press release. From WikiLeaks. Today, Tuesday, March 7th, 2017, WikiLeaks begins its new series of leaks on the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, codenamed Vault 7 by WikiLeaks. 
It is the largest ever publication of confidential documents of the agency. The first full part of the series, Year Zero, comprises 8,761 documents and files from an isolated, high-security network situated, situated inside the CIA's Center for Cyber Intelligence in Langley, Virginia. It follows an introductory disclosure last month of CIA targeting French political parties and candidates in the lead-up to the 2012 presidential election. Recently, the CIA lost control of the majority of its hacking arsenal, including malware, vi malware viruses, Trojans, weaponized zero-day exploits, malware remote control systems, and associated documentation. This extraordinary collection, which amounts to more than several hundred million lines of code, gives its predecessor the entire hacking capacity of the CIA. The archive appears to have been circulated among former U.S. government hackers and contractors in an unauthorized manner, one of whom has provided WikiLeaks with portions of the archive. So it goes on to describe what some of this stuff was and how they were doing it. Some of it states they had little USBs, they were able to plug into somebody's computer and that USB would infect it with either um, some form of malware, a virus, or it would extract information depending on what was needed. Stuff that I'm not saying is necessarily bad. That's the spy game. And when you're working in intelligence, you need ways to, to basically steal information from people you're collecting on. And governments collect on other governments all the time. We understand that's just a part of how the world is run right now. I'd say unfortunately, but that's just, that's just how business is done. Here's my fear. Beyond the fact that we, we do have to acknowledge that, well, there's a lot of stuff that's been compromised with our own intelligence agency. And I don't want to downplay that because I think in the conspiracy world, that is going to get overlooked. That there may be valuable operations that are now in jeopardy. There may be operatives who are doing good work to protect the United States of America who are in jeopardy. That is a very strong possibility. However, what's scary, this is from a, from WikiLeaks, it's called, uh, or, or I'm sorry, this is from an article called Russia Insider, Bias Bashers. So we know that, you know, this, we know where this is going to be skewed towards, but it's called WikiLeaks. CIA stole Russian malware, uses it to misdirect attribution of cyber attacks. And this article is quoting directly from what WikiLeaks says, is that the Central Intelligence Agency developed intelligence on how other countries do their hacking. And what WikiLeaks goes on to explain is that each country or each hacker has their own what they called a fingerprint. So there's a certain way they do it, certain code they use, certain techniques they use, certain systems they use. I don't know all the details of it. I'm not a coder. I'm not a hacker. But there's a certain signature that is left behind that allows the investigators, the cyber investigators, to determine which country performed the hack or installed the virus or conducted the cyber attack. What this has uncovered is that the Central Intelligence Agency was engaged in stealing information or doing their hacking, but leaving the fingerprint of other countries to include Russia. Why is this concerning? I'm sure you're connecting those dots already. Because with the last WikiLeaks dump prior to the election or during the election process, 
our intelligence sources were reporting that it was Russia. Donald Trump was saying he wasn't connected to Russia. Our intelligence sources were saying Trump is connected to Russia. They were trying to paint this picture of Donald Trump being tied in with Russia and that Russia stole this information and gave it to WikiLeaks in order to discredit Hillary Clinton and force people to vote for Donald Trump. Russia denied those accusations. Trump denied his connections to Russia. Now, some of Trump's people in his uh, in his corner have been in some hot water now because the intelligence community released some information that they were having undisclosed conversations with Russian officials. We don't know what the content of those conversations were, but they got in trouble and some of them had to step down and resign because they had, I guess, an unauthorized contact with potential Russian spies. Are there two factions working against each other right now within our government? Here's the thing. Credibility is lost now. We can't trust the media. We know that. CNN, prime example right there of the two stories I just read you. They're flip-flopping here. Now the Central Intelligence Agency, unfortunately, maybe they haven't done anything wrong. But the fact that they are able to mimic other countries' signatures in the hacking... The fact that this document was released saying that that's what they're doing and the fact that they're the ones saying that Russia is responsible for hacking the Democratic email server and Clinton's email server and Podesta's email server, well, now that caused them into question. Was it, in fact, the Central Intelligence Agency, our own government, that was responsible for hacking into that and then trying to blame Donald Trump? Or, this could go in so many different directions here, trying to blame the Russians, trying to blame Trump and his people trying to influence that election. Was that the alliance that went in and in fact did this to get Trump to win? There's another spin, another possibility to it as well. I just don't know. But at the end of the day, we don't know who to trust. And that's something that I want us to keep in mind because the mainstream keeps putting these spins on it. Pay attention to where you're getting your information from. I suspect that in this instance... InfoWars is going to probably do a very detailed analysis of as many of these documents as they possibly can because that's what they do and this fits their agenda. Now they obviously have their own agenda but they're probably going to have a lot of information coming out about these documents. So that might be a source worth checking. You'll probably get more information from InfoWars than you will from CNN. But you got to remember that they have their own agenda as well. As this stuff comes out, just be careful where you're going and who you're getting your information from. And remember where you're hearing it. So what does this mean for us moving forward? I think only time will tell how this is going to play out. But they also, WikiLeaks also unveiled that the CIA had information and access that it was tapping into 22,000 citizens within the United States of America, 22,000. Now, they should not be spying on United States citizens. Now, maybe all these people were bad. Maybe all these people are connected to terrorism and other horrible, horrible things. At this point in time, we don't know. But does that lend the possibility that they may have been monitoring Donald Trump? And maybe Trump just was blaming Obama because it was his administration? Or maybe Trump has more intel saying that somehow Obama was aware of this? I don't know. I don't want to spread that rumor. 
but that's not a crazy jump to make anymore at this point in time. They also went in to say that the Central Intelligence Agency basically developed their own hacking uh, unit without, with very little oversight. And that this unit also has the ability, much like what Snowden revealed the NSA was doing, specifically to target iPhones and Androids and our computers and our webcams and smart TVs that can be used as listening and observation devices. So no longer do you need to send an agent into a house to plant a bug. We carry them in our pockets every single day. They also have technology, they have information on technology they had to hack into the computer systems of your vehicles. And they're able to cause your vehicle to malfunction and crash. And there may be possi- there may be indications coming out that this has actually been done for assassination purposes. Now, again, I'm going to go back to my show on AI. I've been covering a lot of the AI and the tech stuff. I keep saying there may be great benefits to this technology coming out, but it can be abused. So now I, I did just see it was a headline only that I read, but somebody tested this theory out. And they had their own vehicle hacked into to see if somebody could take control of it. And they could. Somebody hacked into the vehicle. They took control of it. And they were able to simulate a crash of that vehicle. This AI, this technology, this drone stuff, it's all connected. And now it's tied into our politics, our intelligence community. There's all these lies being told, but these capabilities exist. We need to be mindful of it. We need to be cautious with the tech that we have, with the tech that we're using. We need to stay up to date on these articles. So my next question is, if they can hack into a vehicle, how long has this technology been available? How long have we had this ability? There were rumors in the conspiracy world around 9-11 that the planes were actually hacked into and com- controlled remotely to cause them to crash into the towers because a pilot wouldn't be able to do that so somebody had hacked into them. Sounds crazy, but at the same time, this concept was thought of because this idea came out prior to 9-11 on that show, The uh, the Lone Gunman, that was a spinoff from The X-Files. They had somebody remotely hack into one of the planes and threaten to fly it into the World Trade Center, but at the last minute, they were able to divert it. So these ideas have been out for a long time. I'm sure this technology has been around for a lot longer than it's been in the public domain but it's being used against us, and that's unfortunate. Like I said, it'll be rolled out to the consumer, and the consumer will demand it and want it and pay a lot of money for it, but in reality, you're purchasing your own limits on privacy, and Big Brother, in fact, does seem to be watching. So use caution, my friends, with your computers, with your phones, with the comforts of your technology. Donald Trump may not be as crazy as he seems with some of the things that he's putting out there on Twitter. I'm not saying he's sane with everything he says, but there may be some credibility behind some of his most recent rants on Twitter about his phones being tapped. Time will tell. Again, there's massive, massive amounts of data. I haven't had an opportunity to go through it, but I wanted to do this show to at least address this issue, give you some starting points. I'll have the links within the show notes. Don't forget my show last week talking about possible disclosure of uh, ruins found in Antarctica, what David Wilcock was saying, and the, the divide within the United States government. And that's what I keep coming back to, is that is what I am starting to see evidence of appearing now in the mainstream. It's no longer just in the conspiracy realm. 
We're seeing it in the mainstream. Are they going to pin this on just one man and say he acted alone, one man or woman? Or are we going to find out that he's part of a greater organization? Well, if so, that does give some more credibility to what David Wilcock was saying, even though he tells such a fantastically incredible story. As I said last week, with regards to that story, those of us in the independent media, we have to police our own. We owe it to ourselves. If he's telling the truth, then we need to run that to ground and help him verify that that is in fact true. If he's making this story up, then again, we need to run that to ground and we need to expose that tr- that story for the falsities that are out there. We need to keep ourselves honest and diligent in the reporting that we are doing. As consumers of information, you need to be equally as mindful. Be careful with what you're sharing out there. Don't just share a bunch of garbage and become an echo chamber for the mainstream or for the alternative realm as it stands now because it seems like there's multiple separate agendas that are out there. You know, one more thing comes to mind as I'm going through this, and I remember back in 2014, um, Sony Pictures was hacked, and we blamed North Korea on it. And I have an article dated... December 18th, 2014, called The Sony Pictures Hack Explained. Hackers broke into the computer systems of Sony Pictures Entertainment in October. The attackers stole huge swaths of confidential documents from the Hollywood studio and posted them online in the following weeks, exposing them to everyone from potential cyber criminals to journalists who've been pouring through the documents and reporting everything from the details of recent film productions to the extent of the employee data laid vulnerable on the internet. Multiple reports suggest U.S. government officials believe the attack is tied to the North Korean government, who expressed outrage over the Sony-backed film The Interview, an action comedy centered on an assassination plot against North Korea leader Kim Jong-un. So, why am I pulling this up? Well, again, if, if we have the ability to mask someone's fingerprints, is it possible now that the CIA was responsible for this. Well, now we have to entertain that without looking at any more evidence because we don't get all that evidence. So that's the what I'm going to say. This is a Washington Post article. That connection comes to my mind. Why would they hack into Sony and blame North Korea? I don't know. Maybe they were looking for one specific piece of data that they had to do a, a big overt hack like that, and they got it. Again, I don't know. Maybe there was another thing that got squashed when they hacked into that, that they didn't want to get out. It's quite possible. My point is, when you start doing untrustworthy things, your credibility means nothing. You need to hold yourself to the highest of ethical and moral standards at all times. It's the same thing as if a judge is found of being corrupt in making one decision, then after that, every single person he sent to jail deserves a retrial or to just be let go because you can't trust that judge's judgment or his credibility. Same thing here. I'm not saying the CIA hacked Sony Pictures. I'm saying we now have to call into question other things of this nature where our government is blaming another country. All right, so real quick, I want to do a... uh, I'm going to give myself an attaboy here because of the way that things are being put together. It's going to have an Alex Jones moment here. But I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to some of my previous shows that I've been doing. A few weeks ago, I did a show on the Pentagon Papers. And the Pentagon Papers was all about the lies that were told by the United States government 
to get us to go into war, to include the Gulf of Tonkin incident, to include uh, how that was just a, basically a made-up attack uh, on a... They, they created an attack to get us involved in the war in Vietnam, to get us to overtly commit troops and give Johnson full power to do what he saw was necessary to drive us into war. Really powerful... Uh, episode. Go back and listen to that one as well, because the point of that is to try and break down some of the cognitive dissonance that's out there, that our government, in fact, is not perfect. They do sometimes tell lies to the American people. Is this another is- incident of that happening? You know, we saw it with the Snowden stuff that's coming out. Are we seeing this again with the CIA, or were they acting in good conscience, good faith, in the best interest of America and the American people, or do they have their own agenda that's going on in there? As far as I'm concerned, if the American people are being spied on, that's a problem. We should not be spied on by our own government unless they have some form of probable cause to do so. That's my opinion. That's how it should be. There's a correlation that we're seeing here. Again, so go back, listen to that show on the Pentagon Papers, then listen to the episode with these crazy claims that I did last week about Antarctica and UFOs and and government coups and secret alliances. And now listen to this show this week. Here it is in the media playing out. It looks like there's that possible alliance in there. The government is divided. So keep paying attention to what's going on. Listen to multiple sources. Compare, contrast. Have healthy discussions with people out there in social media world. Don't engage in trolling. Don't engage in the hate. We need to find the truth. We need to do that together. And I think we can pull through this and survive and get through it and stay ahead of the curve. Stay focused on that technology as well. I think it's a dangerous thing. Be mindful of it. Be mindful of how it can be used against you. That's all the time I have this week. This has been another episode of the Seeker Podcast with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.